Time for the Locker Room Show, brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Norwalk and Huron Heating and Air, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Smiley Automotive, Bellevue Hospital, Baldev's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering, Domino's Pizza, and Westside Sunoco on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. All right, folks, good morning. Welcome to the Locker Room Show. It is just a couple minutes after 9 o'clock. Josh Bowman here, joined by the Captain Chris Morgan in studio. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. A beautiful morning after last night's high school football action. Yes, a little chilly last night, wasn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. And I was a dummy and left my jacket in my car. So I was freezing up in the Willard press box. Well, two weeks ago when I was at Monroeville, I forgot my hoodie. And there you yeah, go. so we're we're uh, kind of even there. Yeah. Anyhow, folks, it is 61 degrees outside, 903. Going to talk plenty of high school football this morning, a little college football in there too. We'll also talk some Cleveland Browns football. And a little uh, Cleveland Guardians baseball this morning, too. The Guardians got a win last night. We'll talk about that, too. All right, with us right now, Jim Hall, the head football coach at Edison. And pretty much the game of the night in the area last night, picking up a win over Willard on our sister channel, 92.9 WLKR Classic, uh, 56-49, to the final in that one. And, uh, Coach Hall, congratulations on the big win last night. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a that was a wild one. <laughs> it was uh, kind of you know give us your your mindset, uh, just just what you were thinking throughout that ball game as the scores just kept piling up and going back and forth, and with you guys finally coming out on top there, uh, taking the lead with about four minutes left. Well, obviously, I think the tone was set on the opening kickoff when we didn't we didn't cover it, uh, and they brought it back for a touchdown. I think the you know the race was on right there. Uh, they. You know, they can score points. They've shown that all year. Their offense is, is, is outstanding in how they spread the ball around. Their quarterback makes decisions and gets rid of the ball quickly. So, you know, we knew that was going to be a challenge for us. And, uh, you know, thankfully our offense could keep up, keep putting points on the board. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we took a lead until the last two minutes of the game. But, uh, you know, our kids showed some resiliency and showed some mental toughness and, and kept battling. And, Coach, I think a big thing that stood out last night, of course, we all know Willard can put up a ton of points, but you were able to force Isaac Robinson to make uh, kind of some uncharacteristic mistakes for how he's been playing this year. Ended up uh, intercepting him three times last night. Was was that more of the game plan that you were able to come up with defensively or just uh, kind of how the game unfolded, do you think? 
I think it's more how the game unfolded. You know, we we wanted to pressure him, but you know, it's a double-edged sword. If you bring, you try to bring an overload blitz, then you're one-on-one out in the secondary, and they've got you spread out in space, and they got five really nice athletes running routes, and and Isaac's done a great job of finding the open one. So, you know, and then if you sit back in zone, they find holes and they sit in pockets, and and you know their their timing and and you know his knowledge of where to put the ball is is tough. So you really try to mix the two up. Um, I don't know if we did a great job of that last night or not, but I mean, uh, thankfully when we had a couple opportunities, our kids were able to make plays. Jim, <clears throat> excuse me, Jim Hall here with us from the Edison Chargers, uh, win last night against Willard and, uh, talk about, uh, the play of, uh, you know, Medina, Marcus Medina last night, uh, coming up big for you. He's your quarterback, of course, but also coming up with that big pick six late in the ball game. Tell us about that. You know he's one of the he's one of the leaders, uh, and you know I think kids look to him, uh, and, and that gives them confidence. He has a tremendous amount of confidence in, in in his abilities and his knowledge of the game, and you know he's just uh, he's just uh, have a, has a natural knack for being a leader. And our kids follow that, and you know he he's the type of guy, and, and um, you know really good teams have that. Is is you know he wants the ball in his hands. He wants the the chance to make plays. And, uh, you know, thankfully he, he made a couple of big ones down the stretch, but we had a, we had a number of guys make just big plays and, and not that everybody notices, you know, all the little things that happen in the game. We look at the big things, but we had a number of kind of unsung heroes that were doing things, uh, to help us win that game last night. And uh, one of those unsung heroes, I think, uh, Connor McMurray, ended up with a touchdown on the night. But uh, more importantly, he was all over the field on the defensive end, uh, kind of shadowing Isaac Robinson at times, but able to come up and make some really good stops uh, up in near the line of scrimmage and down the field as well. Uh, go ahead and talk about uh, McMurray's play from last night. Well, you know, I, I'm so proud of Connor. You know, we asked him to make a move on offense to tight end. And, uh, you know, he did it without, without saying a word. He went from fullback to tight end. And, you know, that, that move really paid off because our other tight end, Blake Simon, got a little dinged up. So played the second half and wound up, you know, having a, a touchdown catch and, and blocked really well on the line of scrimmage. And then on the defensive side, he had an interception and, you know, he got after it and got after the ball. And like you said, kind of mirrored Isaac a little bit and was able to, uh, to, you know, make plays when Isaac escaped the pocket. So Connor, you know, very happy for him. I thought he had a, a really, really good night for us. And, uh, you know, it's just, you, you just, you just really feel good about someone like him that, that, you know, made a change for the team and then, you know, winds up, uh, you know, making plays to win games. Uh, talking again with Jim Hall, Edison head football coach and coach, uh, kind of talk about how your team, uh, you know, uh, was able to stay in that ball game. You know, you guys were down 21 to seven after one, but you fought back and, uh, made it, uh, what a, uh, one score game there at halftime. And, uh, like you said, you didn't take the lead until the last few minutes of that ball game. Kind of, kind of talk about how your team, you know, kind of played, uh, you know, mentally focused in that ball game last night. You know, we talked at halftime. I think they came out and really, jumped on us obviously and and uh you know you might say our kids were just a little bit uncomfortable a little bit rattled maybe but uh you know they they knew that you know we just kept preaching it's a long game you know there's a ton of game to play yet so don't you know we, we can't hang heads we can't get disappointed we just got to keep playing keep playing keep pounding keep worrying about the next play and they did that we talked at halftime about the same thing you know we we're down seven we get the ball first start second half let's go down and get it tied up and then we'll work from there and you know it's, we're just not going to uh, go out and just shut that team out. So we knew it was going to be a battle. Um, you know, like I said, hats off to, to, to Willard and what the coach has done to get them, you know, where they are right now. And, you know, I just, uh, 
you know, I'm very impressed with everything they've done over there and how their kids played. And the the battles will continue for you. You got a very good Oak Harbor team coming to town next week, Jim. Have have you had a chance to think about what the Rockets have? I haven't looked at them yet. I know we got coaches in there starting to break things down. Uh, I'm still kind of wrapping up last night's uh, game and statistics and all that stuff. But soon enough, we'll look at them. I think we got a pretty good idea what they you know what they are and what they're all about. Coach May does a great job. You know, we know what their kids are. They're going to be tough and physical and. Um, we got good speed, so you know, and they knocked off urine last night, so they're gonna have a ton of confidence. So, uh, you know, the the hits just keep coming. They, this is the way the league is. You know, you just gotta get ready for the next opponent, and uh, you know, enjoy this one. But get, we're going to buckle her up next week. Well, thanks for giving us an exciting football game last night on our sister channel, 92.9. Jim, it was a great broadcast. I heard uh, heard some of it after my game, St. Paul and Western, last night. So uh, what an exciting game that was. Congratulations on the big win, and uh, best of luck next week. Okay, Jim? All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Jim Hall there joining us. Uh, of course, the Edison head football coach, the veteran head football coach there at Edison. And you were, of course, uh, the play-by-play guy last night. Uh, Kind of talk about uh, what you were thinking uh, throughout that ball game, Chris. Well, honestly, when uh, Willard jumped up 21-7, I was like, okay, this is going to get very interesting if uh, Edison doesn't buckle up and uh, get a score up on the board. But sure enough, going into the second quarter, they did. I got one early on in that quarter, get within seven, uh, start trading body blows the rest of the way, and eventually taking that lead late. I'll tell you what, uh, that interception, though, of course, we've talked a lot about Marcus Medina, but he really just read Isaac Robinson like a book on that interception. Robinson was looking left at the beginning of the play, eventually came back to his right, and Medina was right there as if he knew that's where Robinson was going to end up the entire time. And sure enough, he gets the interception, takes it back to the house for six, and uh, my goodness, just an amazing performance uh, by Marcus Medina last night, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, and uh, good good call on that one, too. We went back and listened to that uh, interception return, that pick six, right before we came on the air, went back into our recorded uh, podcast from last night, and uh, good job on that call. You guys uh, did a great job in the, those final few minutes. I was able to listen as I was leaving Collins last night, leaving Western Reserve, and uh Good, exciting stuff on the air. We had, uh, of course, uh, St. Paul Western here on 95.3 last night. And not in the, I wouldn't call it in the realm of a very exciting football game, but uh, St. Paul, if you were a St. Paul fan, you were very excited uh, about what happened last night, 21 nothing, winning that one. But uh, we mentioned, of course, with Jim Hall, Edison, and Willard, what a game that was, 56-49. And the other main event of the evening was Perkins at Bellevue, Jalen Santoro, Ed Nassani squaring off uh, the the master meets the uh, protege per, per se, and what a ball game that was! Perkins winning twenty-one to six, but it was much closer than even that score. So uh, we'll hear from Mark Lane later on about that game, but we'll also hear coming up next, folks, Jalen Santoro, and he will join us next. The head football coach at Perkins. What a win last night for that program. Going to Bellevue on the road, Chris, getting that W. And with how well they're playing, Jalen's become a regular here on the Locker Room Show, (laughs) and we love it. He has. We'll talk to Jalen right after this. Here on the Locker Room Show, stick around. Simple and free. If only everything in life were this easy. Well, at Firelands Federal Credit Union, your banking can be simple and free with their Simply Free checking account. 
no minimum balance, no monthly service charge, free debit card, free online banking, free bill pay, and free mobile banking with mobile deposit. It's simply free checking from Firelands Federal Credit Union. Visit firelandsfcu.org for more details. Firelands Federal Credit Union, why just bank when you can belong? If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air. And in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown York dealerships. York Heating and Air Conditioning Units deliver you the perfect temperature efficiently and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. The Bellevue Hospital extends best wishes, good health, and success to all area student athletes. The athlete's choice to be active, play hard, keep fit, and work to be on top of their games sets a great example for all of us to make healthy choices. And the Bellevue Hospital is the right choice for all of your health care needs. Visit them online at BellevueHospital.com or follow them on Facebook. The Bellevue Hospital, quality care close to home for over 100 years. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. It swung and built to deep left field. This ball, gone! A three-run home run to the porch and left by Ahmed Rosario. It's the Guardians and the Royals tomorrow afternoon at 1.40. Airtime for Guardians warm-up from Progressive Field 105. This is your home for Cleveland Guardians baseball, 95.3 WLKR. The Morning Show with Melissa and Johnny S. Angelic Diamonds, they have created the world's first pumpkin spice latte engagement ring. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> something. It is. It is $11,300. Wow, imagine all the lattes you could get with that money. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, you can see it at angelicdiamonds.com. And I can't even describe it. Every weekday morning from 6 to 10 on 95.3 WLKR. The Locker Room Show continues with Josh Bowman on 95.3 WLKR. You love this game. I mean, love it with your whole heart. Because if you don't, let's not even bother. Let's not open that door. They're just going to slam it right in our face. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. I love this game. I live this game. There's a thousand other guys waiting in the wings who are obsessed with this game. Obsession is going to be talent every time. Welcome back here, folks, to the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman and the Captain Chris Morgan here with you at 916. And unable to connect with uh, Jalen Santoro of Perkins, but uh, we'll keep the lines open for him, and uh, we'll see if he gives us a call here in the next few minutes. And if not, we'll uh, take a... Uh, you know, a, a, a quick little break and try to connect with him once more. But let's go ahead and run down our high school football scores from last night and talk about those while we see what's going on there. 
Of course, we mentioned our broadcast games. Edison over Willard, 56-49. It was Perkins, uh, 21-6 winners at Bellevue. And St. Paul, 21 to nothing at Western. And uh, for St. Paul, uh, that was the score at halftime. 21 nothing, and nothing really happened in that second half. And uh, the, the tale of that game was long drives by St. Paul, eating up, eating up clock with the running game. And then uh, Western Reserve, a couple of big mistakes, uh, a couple of fumbles in that ball game. Uh, that was really the difference. We, we were talking off the air, Chris, about uh, when you play St. Paul, you got to play near perfect football, and you you can't make mistakes like that because St. Paul, uh, you know, they'll take advantage of them right now. Yeah, it's uh, typical John Levin, good St. Paul Flyer football. Just pound the ball on the ground, uh, dare you to stop it. You know exactly what's coming, but it's okay. They're just going to run it down your throat anyway. And if you make those mistakes, they're going to be able to make you pay for them. And uh, Western Reserve just made those mistakes last night. That sets up the matchup for St. Paul, non-league game next week at Eden. How about that? I know that we're not going to be broadcasting that one, unfortunately, but man, I am still excited for that matchup. The way St. Paul is playing right now, if that's anything like last year's meeting between these two, watch out. Yeah, that should be fun, folks. Uh, and we'll keep you mo- uh, as, as updated as we can on that one during our games that we have on the air next week. And, folks, if you missed my talk last night, uh, I mentioned on uh, our broadcast of St. Paul and on the scoreboard show last night that we tried. We tried to get everything lined up to broadcast that game, but just the uh, technology, the uh, just the connect- Internet connections and everything just for lack of better terms, wouldn't connect there for us. So uh, just unable to bring you that uh, that game uh, ju- just due to the technical specifications of it without boring you, uh, dumbing it down, boring you down or whatever. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the, we would have had it, but just can't do it. But uh, we will keep you mostly updated as we can in that one. Uh, other scores last night, how about Crestview? 37-7 to winners over South Central. Crestview unbeaten 7-0, 4-0 in the league. Mapleton wins a shootout over Plymouth 54-37. Also in the SBC Bay Division, we mentioned Oak Harbor 29-28 over Huron. How about that? My goodness, I, I was not expecting that. No. One. I can't lie. I thought Huron was going to go up to Oak Harbor and uh, get a win over there on the road. I didn't think they were going to blow out Oak Harbor by any means, but... With the way Huron's been playing, any loss that they take is a surprise. And uh, Oak Harbor was able to uh, be one of those surprise teams last night. Yeah, and Oak Harbor now 6-1, and 2-0 and in the Bay Division. And you heard Jim Hall mention that they are coming to town next week to take on Edison. How, how much fun is that going to be? That's going to be another really exciting ball game, I'll tell you what. Edison also unbeaten in league play so far. Uh, that could determine... With just a couple of weeks left, who's going to be in the driver's seat to get that SBC Bay Division title? Still plenty of football to be played, though, but my goodness, between Huron, Edison, and Oak Harbor, that Bay Division is just absolutely stacked right now. And Port Clinton's approved a 4-3 and three on the year. They won against Vermillion last night 41 to nothing. In the SBC Lake Division, Sandusky, they beat Norwalk 45-7. to uh, Norwalk's still looking for that first win. Uh, Clyde uh, and Tiffin Columbian, it was Columbian. Boy, are they good this year again. 35-7, to a win at Clyde last night. Also in the SBC River Division, Margareta, they're now 6-1. and 
They defeated Lakota on the road 15-9. to Kind of a weird score right there. In Northern 10 football, Seneca East over Bucyrus 38-17. Seneca East 5-2. and And Monroeville uh, still looking for their first win. They fell to Gibsonburg at home 55-7. to last night and we mentioned the guardians uh, they were winners last night over kansas city as well and folks we'll take a short little break see if we can uh, connect with jalen santoro and if not we'll uh, go ahead and talk some guardians baseball coming up here so we'll take a short break be back right after this folks Swung and built to deep left field. This ball gone. A three-run home run to the porch and left by Ahmed Rosario. It's the Guardians and the Royals tomorrow afternoon at 1:40. Airtime for Guardians warm-up from Progressive Field 105. This is your home for Cleveland Guardians baseball. 95.3 WLKR. Hi, this is Tom Hamilton. Swing and a high drive. This is hit a ton. Deep right. Eaton track. Wall. Gone! A two-run home run to right. You're listening to Josh Bowman on the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. With that, we welcome you back here to the locker room show. Unable to connect with Jalen Santoro, but we'll continue to talk some uh, Cleveland Guardians baseball. Well, we just wrapped up uh, the high school football scoreboard. Now we'll talk some Guardians baseball. Win last night against Kansas City. And Chris, uh, you and I were talking off the air that uh, <laughs> with this Guardians team, they're not playing for anything right now. They can't improve or worsen where they are right now, but they're continuing to keep winning. Yeah, they're like, we don't care if we don't have anything to play for right now. We're going to go out and win as many ball games as we can, and I absolutely love that. I mean, uh, with the mentality that this team has had all year with that youth movement that we've seen, it's just been absolutely outstanding just to see them continue to run through these final nine games of the regular season. Of course, you, you take two out of three against Tampa. Uh, you get another big one against Kansas City. They got five more against the Royals before they end up uh, with the end of the regular season next week. But, uh, my goodness, th- this Guardians team is just way too much fun. Yeah, let's talk about uh, last night's ball game. play you some highlights. How about uh, the surprise uh I would say a very pleasant surprise that uh, Will Brennan has been for this team. I knew he was going to be good just because of what I've been seeing from uh, people that have a finger on the pulse of Mm -hmm. the minor league system, but I didn't know he would be this good right off the bat. I mean... It's more more of the story, same story for the Guardians this year with all these rookies coming up to make their debuts. You know they can be good, but we didn't know they'd be this good. I mean, look at Stephen Kwan for crying out loud. That was a guy that might not have even been on the roster 
on any other given year, but this year comes out and just completely dominates the ball game, has himself in running uh, for AL Rookie of the Year, might not get it thanks to a certain Julio Rodriguez or Adley Rutschman, but Stephen Kwan still very much deserving to be in the conversation for that uh, role. But Will Brennan, my goodness. Uh, Now the question becomes... Uh, do the Guardians add him or someone else to the postseason roster? There is still a possibility that they could do that. Zach Meisel of The Athletic was uh, talking about it on Twitter last night. Technically, the postseason rosters are supposed to be made up of guys that were on the Major League Ball Club before September call-ups at the beginning of the month. However, you can replace injured players that were going to be on the postseason roster and in this case, Anthony Ghost just got shut down because he's having Tommy John yeah. surgery. So we have that open roster spot now. Could Will Brennan come in and fill that spot? I don't know. It's very possible that he does. And I would be very, very welcoming of that idea because he's just been playing lights out and has given Tito Francona yet another toy in that outfield to play with. Let's listen to uh, Will Brennan's highlight from last night. Here's an RBI single from him. Here's the 0-2, swung on, line drive, base hit, center field. Headed for third, being waved around is Jimenez. Here comes the throw, it's a close play, slide, safe at home. RBI single for Brennan. The Guardians are on the scoreboard, it's now 3-1 Kansas City. That ball sharply hit up the middle, so it was going to be a challenge for Jimenez to score. Pretty good throw by Taylor. Right on the money to Perez, but just a hair late. And Will Brennan has his fourth run driven in. And again, the line drives just keep on coming off the bat of Will Brennan. Jim Rosenhouse on the call there in the Guardians radio network. Now the Guardians were down 3-1 to one at that point until Jose Ramirez came up in the uh, sixth inning as well here. And here you go. Now the set, the 2-1. Swung out and driven to deep right. Away, back, gone. Jose Ramirez with a majestic three-run blast to right. And the Cleveland Guardians have taken their first lead of the night as Cleveland goes from a three-to-one deficit into a 4-3 lead and they're on their feet singing Jose Jose at the corner of Carnegie in Ontario boy what a great call that was by Tom Hamilton there on the Guardians radio network and uh, uh, that put them up for for good the Guardians went on to win it and uh, here's the very last out of the ball game Emmanuel Classe slamming the door maybe again the set. Again, the pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game. And a fist pump for Emmanuel Classe. He nails down his 40th save. And the Guardians do it again. They come from behind, this time in the sixth. Scoring five to beat the Kansas City Royals six to three. 
All right, there's the wrap on that one last night. Our next Guardians broadcast will not be tonight because of Ohio State football and the, the late kickoff for Ohio State at 3.30 today. The Guardians' first pitch is at 6.10, so that just wouldn't work out for us here tonight. No, not quite. No, so tomorrow we'll have the Guardians and the Royals 105 pregame 144 first pitch. So, uh, Chris, uh, your your thoughts on, on this uh, Guardians team heading into the playoffs. Who are we going to play? That's a good question. <laughs> Not going to lie. I mean, as things stand right now, I believe it's still Seattle that would be coming to town. However, our HR guy, Jared, and I were looking at the schedules the other day, and Seattle has a much friendlier end of the season than Tampa Bay does. So I'm thinking Seattle's going to win enough games to overtake Tampa and we're going to end up seeing Tampa Bay coming back to Cleveland just like we did earlier on this week. And if that's the case, just expect uh, some low-scoring ball games and uh, two teams that are just way too similar to each other duking it out in that fir- uh, first round of the playoffs. But uh, if I had to say right now, I think it's going to end up being Tampa. I can't handle any more of these one nothing 2-1 <laughs> games, Chris. Right. Tell me something else. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but, <laughs> but when the Guardians and the Rays meet up this year, it's just like, okay, old-fashioned baseball, pitchers duel nonstop, but it's still fun. It is still fun, but it will keep you on the edge of your seat and uh, will keep you uh, very... Uh, uh, it'll keep your nerves up. It it'll will. give you a heart attack. <laughs> it might. All time. <laughs> it might. All right, folks, we'll go ahead and take a break here on the show. Going with some rockin' tunes this morning. We I had like a little it. little Stone Temple Pilots earlier. I'm a little bush right here with Machine Head. I love it. Makes me think of hockey. They still, Which is still coming up. Preseason hockey's on the way. Yep. Maybe we can get I somebody. mean, it's already underway. Well, yeah, it is underway. So maybe we can get somebody from the Blue Jackets on here to talk some hockey. I think we can make that happen. Let's do that. All right, we'll take a break. The Sports Roundtable coming up next with Mark Lane. Also, uh, some sports trivia for you where you can win a free Domino's pizza. On the way next here on The Locker Room Show. We knew right away that Miss Tuttle was having a heart attack, and so we mobilized the lab immediately, even before she got here. I can't thank uh, Fisher Titus enough for giving me a second chance and letting me be with my family. I can assure you that when you come to Fisher Titus, if you're having a heart attack, you will be in extremely good hands. The Fisher Titus Heart and Vascular Team is dedicated to providing highly experienced cardiovascular knowledge, expertise, and care. To schedule an appointment, visit fishertitus.org forward slash heart for more information. We take pride in what you stand on. That's why your best choice is Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We suck. That's right. We suck out 98.5% of the water, leaving your carpets practically dry. At Baldoff's, we strive to leave your carpets as dry as possible. And also, are you getting sick of scrubbing your tile and grout? Our enclosed pressure washing system will renew your beautiful tile. Call Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning for all your floor care needs at 668-4665. Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We take pride in what you stand on. Here at Smiley Automotive, we aren't all about the cliches. So with the fall seasons approaching, we aren't going to tell you that you can fall into savings at Smiley Automotive. Even though you will. We aren't going to tell you that Smiley Automotive can save you time and money. Even though you can. We aren't going to tell you that Smiley Automotive makes car buying simple. Even though we do. (laughs) Okay, maybe we do have a few cliches, but they are all true. Come see why Smiley Automotive's customers always leave our dealership with a smile on their face. Smiley Automotive, 
Whether you walk or run for fitness, fun, or necessity, I encourage all pedestrians to be alert, be visible, be safe. This is Trooper Cindy Wilt of the Ohio State Highway Patrol's Milan Post. Staying alert and following Ohio's traffic safety laws at all times may help save you from serious injury or even death. You should always wear bright colors and reflectors. And don't forget to carry flashlights during evening and early morning hours. It's Kelly Rose for your midday show on 95.3 WLKR. Join me on Monday for your chance to win with Name That Lyric at 11.20. Tune in after your local and national news at noon for your Dad Rock Lunch Walk. Get your request into K-Rose at WLKRRadio.com. At 12.50, here's some positive news with good news for people who love bad news. It's brought to you by Be Strong Uniforms and Learning Center. And make sure you check out the Firelands Local Music Spot podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. I'm Kelly Rose on 95.3. Stroud gets the snap. Hands to Henderson. Running on a left angle to the 50. He'll hit the Purdue 40. Down the left side of the 30. Henderson to the 20. To the 10. And into the end zone goes Henderson with a touchdown run of over 50 yards. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Saturday afternoon, Ohio State welcomes in the Scarlet Knights from Rutgers. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 2 p.m. here on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. On your sports voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. He's a man. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane, with the Sports Roundtable. Mark joins Josh to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns and Buckeyes, as well as what he is grilling for dinner. The Sports Roundtable and the Locker Room Show begins now. I can't get enough of that tune right there. It's probably in your head now. <laughs> always is. It always is. Never leaves. <laughs> Welcome back to the Locker Room Show. It is 9.35 and 63 degrees outside on this October the 1st. Where did that come from? I don't know, but you're also a liar because it's 64 now. Okay. <laughs> soon as I turned my head, right? Yep. <laughs> and with us right now, Mark Lane, Sports Roundtable time. Good morning, Mark. Uh, how's your uh, Saturday morning starting out? Well, it, it, it started off pretty good listening to you guys, and, and I had to chuckle a little bit when you talked about wanting to you know, possibly talk to a Blue Jacket. The great interview was Torch when he was, he was their uh, <laughs> head coach, but... Whenever you interviewed him, you'd have to have your hand on the dump button. <laughs> you would. <laughs> he was fun, though. He definitely was fun. <laughs> oh, de- definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hockey is here. Preseason hockey going on, and uh, I know I we don't have a ton of hockey fans out there listening. We we may have a few out there, and uh, we'll see if we can get somebody from the Blue Jackets to kind of preview the season but mark uh, let's talk about your ball game last night of course uh perkins and bellevue and uh did it uh live up to all the hype mark uh, yeah it 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 was i mean you know the game's never 
I guess, they don't always fall the way that you think they would, but, uh, you know, this, this was another one of those classics, and, uh, you know, it was a great crowd. There were a, a lot of Perkins faithful there, and yet the bands took up the field. They had the alumni band, and Bellevue has a huge band, and the alumni band, uh, I think, was even larger, and, and they combined uh, for performances, but... Uh, yeah, and and it it all started with strategy. I mean, you know, at the flip of the coin, Perkins won the toss and deferred, uh, so that the Bellevue got the ball first, and uh, you know that 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 worked out. I mean, you know, they they were able to stop Bellevue on their first possession, and and then uh, they drove down down the field and, and scored and took an early seven nothing lead, and then uh, uh, Bellevue came back and. And they had a, a, a long drive, and, uh, you know, they, they ended up scoring, and, uh, you know, in the first quarter went by quick, and there were only like three possessions. And uh, uh, Bellevue, they, they tried a trick play on the two-point conversion and, and didn't get it, so it was 7-6. to six. Uh, And then, uh, you know, probably the biggest play of the game was uh, – when when the uh, Perkins Pirates came back and you know they ended up on a first down and it, they shocked Bellevue. It was an 83 yard touchdown pass, uh, you know from from uh, Lesh to uh, West uh, Sturzinger, and they they took a 14 to six lead and then you know that that was that was the score at halftime and. It, it stayed that way. Uh, there was no scoring in the in the third quarter. Bellevue had multiple times where they got down in the red zone, but ended up uh, well. One time it was a tip pass that was intercepted in the end zone by Perkins, and and they had a couple of uh, other failed attempts late in the game. It's still fourteen to six. Bellevue, if they score and get a two point conversion, we're tied, and you're looking at possible overtime. And they drove down in the fourth quarter, got to the six-yard line, but ended up with an incomplete pass on fourth down, turned it over, and then it was a classic. Uh, I, I I joked last night with uh, Coach Livengood at the St. Paul Flyers, and I said Perkins took a page out of his playbook because they proceeded to chew up clock and drove down the field 94 yards, and they scored a touchdown with about 42 seconds left in the game to take that 21 to 6 lead and and that ended up being sealing the deal but you know when you look at the score you think oh well you know Perkins won handling it didn't come down until the you know late in the fourth quarter and uh, Mark, I think something, of course, we all know the relationship between Ed Nassani and Jalen Santoro, the head coaches from last night. Uh, one of those instances where the uh, student gets the best of the teacher in that one last night. I'm sure that moment was cool to watch, too. Well, you know, it, it's funny uh, because it comes back to the adage, the third time's the charm, because uh, uh, this was the third time that... Uh, uh, that uh, Jalen uh, went up against Ed, and he lost the previous two times. Uh, so this was the first time that uh, he was able to get his Perkins Pirates to get a win over the Bellevue Redmen. 
Talking with Mark Lane, Sports Roundtable here on the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman, Chris Morgan here with you. And uh, anything else you want to talk about with high school football last night, Mark? I know, uh, you know, our broadcast games, uh, St. Paul with a nice win, 21 nothing at Western, and uh, that shootout with Edison and Willard, 56-49 Chargers. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on those two games? That that was that was something else. You know, I, I I have to hand it to Edison because you know Edison's really designed to take a lead and, and then protect it. And uh, you know they were behind and, and they had to come back from behind, and that was going back and forth. I, I wasn't really expecting a shootout there. Uh, you know, the other surprise you talked about it. I I, I know Chris and you talked about Oak Harbor winning in overtime by going for two. Uh, against, uh, you know, the Huron Tigers and, uh, you know, they, they might be having, you know, they might be having some nightmares because that's how they lost the Perkins game was a two point conversion. It wasn't in overtime. It was, you know, late in the, in, in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, that's tough and that really, that really magnifies, uh, this, uh, game this week, uh, over at Edison with the Edison Chargers and the Oak Harbor Rockets because, Oak Harbor right now is in the driver's seat, uh, you know, because they haven't lost in the in the division yet. And if they beat Edison, you know, they're going to be in good shape. But if Edison uh, beats them, then you know it could come down to the final game of the the regular season when Edison plays over at Huron. With uh, you know, it, just depending on how things fall out, we've got three weeks left, so things. But right now, that's what it's looking like. Yeah, looks like uh, it's going to be a fun finish uh, the last few weeks here of the season, Mark. No doubt about that. And uh, stay tuned. Maybe a broadcast game change on Friday. Maybe. I'll just put a maybe out there on K96. Let's just say maybe. So it's in the works. Let's just say that, Mark. (laughs) We'll see. Josh, you know, I I was, you know, I talked to you when I I dropped off the equipment last night and did game films and then... uh, I got a chance to, I was all wound up, so I ended up watching, uh, uh, the, in, the Guardians game last night. But it was kind of ironic that the big rally where they scored five runs in the fifth was when they were having a fireworks, uh, display at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time the fireworks went off, that's when the, the tribe ended up, you know, scoring five runs, which, you know, included that home run uh, by uh, Jose, Jose, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I know, pretty crazy. Uh, Mark, want to get your thoughts, too, on the Guardians while we have a, a minute or two here. Uh, it's been a fun season so far, and we all want the Guardians uh, to keep winning. Uh, uh, what do you think about that opening round series? Chris mentioned uh, maybe Tampa Bay, maybe Seattle. We'll see what happens. Well, it, I, I agree with Chris. It, it's looking more and more like it's Tampa Bay. I, I'd rather see Seattle, to be honest. But, I, you know, I don't think these kids really care. I mean, they have come out, and it's like they come out to win every day, no matter what happens the night before. And that was evident with the three-game series with Tampa Bay this weekend when they lost the first game, but they came back and they won – you know, two more cliffhangers, uh, you know, to uh, win the series uh, uh, two games to one. And so I, I think they just, they're, they're, they're too, too young to know, know any better. <laughs> and they, they just come out to have fun and play ball. And you look, you look on the bench, 
they are just having so much fun. It's crazy. It is. It is. I know. And, of course, we're your home for Ohio State football. We'll have the Buckeyes and Rutgers this afternoon, 2 o'clock pregame, 3.30 kickoff. Uh, Mark, your quick thoughts on uh, Ohio State right now. I, I think that uh, right now, uh, you know, the Buckeyes are going to go, uh, you know, they're, they're going to go as, as, as well as they play. If they don't make mistakes, uh, they're showing that, you know, they've got a great offense, but their defense is, is really uh, starting to uh, get better and better. And uh, I, I think it's as, as far as, 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 as they, they want to go, of course, uh, there is that team up north that's playing pretty good football right now, too. Yeah, a team that we shall not speak of, all right? <laughs> At least for right now. <laughs> At least for right now. <laughs> all right, Mark, uh, we'll go ahead and let you go here. we got Scott Petrak coming up to talk about the Browns. So uh, thanks for joining us, Mark. Have yourself a great rest of the weekend, okay? Hey, uh, you and Chris have a great weekend, too, and we'll do it all over again uh, next Friday night. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. Mark Lane there joining us, Sports Roundtable, and we'll take a quick break here. How about it? All right, folks. Scott Petrak to talk some Browns football. Of course, he's from the Chronicle Telegram, Medina Gazette, and his own website, brownzone.com. Will, will Miles Garrett play on Sunday? That we will see. Honestly, with what happened with Tua the other night, I don't think a lot of Browns fans would be very okay with Miles Garrett being on the field. We'll talk about it next here on the Locker Room Show. Stay with us. Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel and proud to serve your community. Whether you need to fill your tank up or fill your belly with a cup of coffee, energy drink, or snack to get you through the day, it's safe to say Westside Sunoco has you covered. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Everyone from Westside Sunoco will be cheering you on. Domino's carryout deal means you can carry out three topping pizzas for $7.99 each when you order online. That's right, $7.99 each every day. Just in case there's any confusion, we've set up a helpful website to confirm if today's a day you can carry out three topping pizzas for $7.99 each at Domino's. Just go to HowAboutToday.com to find out if Domino's online carryout deal is valid today. Spoiler alert, it is. Carry out only and online only. Select this offer. Charges may vary. Excludes XL and specialty pizzas. Crust availability varies by size. Local store may charge extra for toppings and sauces. You've been wanting a new Ram truck. Now is the time to get to Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Truck 0% interest for 72 months. Closeouts on the 2022 models and 2023 models are on the way. The easiest place to buy a vehicle from start to finish. SchaeferDanhoff.com to see all of their new and used inventory. Order your vehicle and in just four easy steps, customize your order. Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Route 224 in Willard. The Afternoon Drive with the Captain, Chris Morgan. Be sure to tune in for your Monday show starting at 3 p.m., but only going until 5.30 again as we get you over that case of the Mondays and ready for the rest of the work week. We'll also be prepping for more Guardians baseball at home against Kansas City. We'll have a game of music trivia going on before then at 3.40, so don't miss your chance to win Barnes-Courtney tickets on your Monday afternoon drive. Weekdays from 3 to 8 on 95.3 WLKR. Tune in Thursday night, October 6th, for our next Steinelson and Stang CPAs High School Volleyball Match of the Week. 
on 92.9 WLKR Classic. We'll bring you an SBC Lake Division matchup as Willard host Edison. Pre-match coverage at 6, first ball around 6.15. Presented by Stein Olsen and Stang CPAs in Norwalk. Never underestimate the value of a CPA. The best in high school volleyball each week here on 92.9 WLKR Classic. Pancakes? Yeah. Sausage, too? What, what happened to your diet? You're listening to The Locker Room Show, presented by Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on 95.3 WLKR. Uh, not sure, really. I think it got lost in the shuffle somewhere around Tuesday. <laughs> well, for God's sakes, eat a light lunch today, will you? Well, what is the point of that? You can't resurrect a diet on a Friday afternoon. It's crazy. All right, folks, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show. It is 949, and with us right now, Scott Petrak, of course, from brownzone.com, Chronicle Telegram, Medina Gazette, uh, does everything for the Cleveland Browns, uh, covering the Browns. And, uh, Scott, good morning. Uh, how's things going for you on this Saturday? <laughs> They're going okay, just trying to get some more writing done. All right, sounds good. Uh, sounds like... Uh, you're a busy guy. We won't keep you too long here. So, uh, Scott, of course, uh, the uh, the elephant in the room, of course, Miles Garrett. We're going to talk about him. Uh, well, what's the latest on what's going on with Miles? Yeah, he was listed as questionable on Friday. He didn't practice all week. He's got a strained left shoulder and a strained right bicep. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if the Browns rule him out today and not, not even have him make the trip to Atlanta. I could see that, but I know he was holding out hope that he would be able to play. But, you know, it was such a serious car accident. His Porsche rolled over and over um, when it went off the road that, you know, playing less than a week later um, seems a little risky. And, uh, Scott, do you really think, uh, obviously these are two very different situations, but do you think what happened with Tua Tagovailoa down in Miami the other night uh, uh, kind of plays a role in what the Browns are thinking in terms of getting Miles Garrett back out there this week? Yeah, it's an interesting point. I think I think it's got to be in the back of their mind, certainly, um, at least from a you know public relations image standpoint, how things look on the outside. You know, obviously every situation is different. And you know, LeBron said, I asked Kevin Stefanski on Friday, and he said that Miles Garrett never sustained a concussion. But the Dolphins said that about Tua, right? And then four days later, he hits his head again and has to be taken off the field on a stretcher. So um, I think it would be smart for LeBron to take that into consideration and probably just overall to be extra cautious with Garrett given the – not a lot of time has elapsed since that car accident, and it was serious, and he banged his head, right? There's all those reasons to think um, he might be better off with more time not playing. Talking with Scott Petrak here, Chronicle Telegram, talking some Browns football here. And, of course, it's been a little while since we've seen the Browns on the field. What, a week ago Thursday uh, as they took on the Pittsburgh Steelers? And uh, what, what were uh, kind of your thoughts uh, coming out of that game and uh, leading into this one here at Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Pittsburgh game was huge because of how the Jets game ended, right? The collapse in the final two minutes. The Browns needed to bounce back with the win. And obviously they did. I thought they did a good job getting past that Jets game, which was not easy to do with the way it ended. Uh, I thought Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback, has played really well for the last two weeks and did that, especially against Pittsburgh on a windy night on the lakefront. I thought he threw the ball great. He was also good 
whether it's quarterback sneaks or a couple scrambles. I think he looks way more comfortable in this offense and is playing at a high level that the Browns need him to play at. And then they've been able to run the ball. They're the best running attack in the league. You saw them wear down Pittsburgh, kind of take it to them at the end of the game when it was still a close game. There's one drive. I think they ran 10 of 11 plays and finished with a touchdown. So it, it was a good performance. You saw some things get cleaned up on defense. Now heading to Atlanta, it's going to be another challenge, especially if you you know there's going to be some pieces missing, likely on that defense. And um, I think Atlanta's better than I thought they would be. That's what I wanted to talk to you about next. Uh, you know, what kind of problems and uh, you know uh, items uh, do the Browns have to watch out for when they face Atlanta tomorrow? Yeah, it starts with Atlanta's offense. I, mean, I think their defense is just fine, you know, and I or whatever average. I think the Browns can take some take advantage um, offensively. But when you flip it, when Atlanta's got the ball, they have some weapons. Marcus Mariota, the quarterback, not the best passer in the world, but he is a threat running, and they do a lot of zone read stuff where he can keep the ball or hand it off. Cordero Patterson, the converted receiver, has now turned into a legitimate. Big time running back. He's third in the league. Um, he's a big, strong, physical guy that's also incredibly fast. And then they have a couple big weapons on the outside in rookie receiver Drake London and second year tight end Kyle Pitts, who looks like a receiver. He's that fast. He runs like a 4 4 40, um, but he's a big dude. Like he's 6 6. So there's some challenges. And if the Browns are missing Garrett, they might be missing Jadavion Clowney, who's also listed as questionable. Um, Haven Bryan, starting D tackle, is out with the hamstring injury. They lost Anthony Walker, the middle linebacker, um, during that Steelers game for the season. So if you're missing some pieces and you're facing that offense, I think it's going to be a challenge, and I think there's a chance that this game is really um, high scoring. Now, Scott, doubling back on the Browns' offense on the other end, of course, we all know they love to run the ball. Chubb and Hunt have been two of the best running backs in the league so far this season, but uh, Amari Cooper at wide receiver coming over from Dallas in the offseason, he's been a real good bright spot through the first few weeks. Yeah, that was a re- that was a uh, a really strong trade by General Manager. It was a fifth-round draft pick, and they swapped six-rounders. Just because Dallas did not want to pay Cooper any longer, the Browns said, "Okay, we'll you know they'll pay him the twenty million a year." And then you saw the receiver market really skyrocket after the Browns made that trade. So I think Cooper's a great value. He's one of, if not the best, route runner in the league, and you see that consistently. He is able to get open. Now the focus on the run game's out, right? He's not getting double teamed a lot, but he beats single coverage. Uh, he finds a way to get open, and he usually catches the ball. So he's got back-to-back 101-yard games, a touchdown each each of the last two games, and it really feels like he and Jacoby Brissett have established a strong connection. All right, Scott, uh, we'll go ahead and let you go here. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes this morning. Always appreciate talking Browns football with you, and uh, uh, best of luck this, this weekend of the Browns, of course, and uh, we'll catch up with you here uh, in the near future. Okay, Scott? Thanks, guys. All right, Scott Petrak, a great guy there. Go to brownzone.com. I got it up on my computer right now. Uh, lots of great stories like uh, Taven Bryan ruled out. Tommy Togiai uh, says excited for his first NFL start. Uh, and Miles Garrett uh, says he's grateful to be alive and calls the accident a wake-up call when it concerns his uh, driving. So maybe, uh, you know, uh, it will work out that way for him. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, with, with Miles, uh 
me and you were talking off the air. We, we think it's probably, you know, with what happened with Tua, and that was a pretty scary situation, that we think it's probably in, in, in the, uh, you know, the, uh, the best decision, uh, the best decision for Miles is probably to sit this one out, but you know, it, it is what it is, right? Uh, yeah, it is. And, uh, I mean, Scott even touched on it himself. Even if uh, Miles didn't end up with a concussion in that accident, it, it's still a, a traumatizing event in his life. And to go out and play a game of football just a few days after is, uh, it, it makes you kind of raise the eyebrow a little bit. So obviously, uh, we know Miles Garrett wants to go out there and play and give him all the credit in the world for wanting to be there for his teammates. But I, I think right now it might be in his best interest to be a little sh- uh, be a little selfish and uh, sit this one out to take a little extra time, make sure he's uh, completely okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. So Browns and Falcons coming up on a Sunday on the road for the Browns. One o'clock for the kickoff there. All right, let's go ahead and get into our Domino's trivia question here. I just looked it up, and uh, I think I have my question right. Folks, I I was a procrastinator when it came to homework and school and everything, too. I waited to the last second, and, yeah. uh, you know, so that's what I did here today. And it just it continues to spiral. <laughs> it does. All right, folks, Ohio State taking on Rutgers in college football action today at 3.30 here on 95.3. Now, folks, how about this? Rutgers is considered the birthplace of college football. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, and who did they play in the first ever college football game? And the, the, I'll just tell you right now from uh, what I read, uh, the school was called the College of New Jersey, but what's the school called now? Ooh. So, folks, uh, the College of New Jersey. Uh, it's a very well-known team. I'll give you a clue. They're from the Ivy League. So there you go, folks. If you want to chime in for a free Domino's pizza, who did Rutgers play in the first ever college football game? It was back in 1869. Now I'm trying to remember which Ivy League school is up over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even give you another clue. How about this? Uh, they wear orange. That doesn't help me. Doesn't help. Okay. Oh. Anyhow, folks, <laughs> uh, give us a call, folks. Let's see here. Let me, let me go to the line. Are you there? Locker Room Show, are you there? Hi, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, do you know the answer to the trivia? Uh, Princeton. Yeah, good job, Princeton. Who is this? Uh, my name's Hannah. Hannah, stay on the line here. As we go off the air, we'll get your information down, okay? Okay. All right, she knew the answer. It was Princeton. How about that? I didn't know that. <laughs> they were called then the College of New Jersey. So there you go. They eventually turned into Princeton University. So That's that was okay. Rutgers, the birthplace of college football. If you ever watch that commercial for the Big Ten where they have the map and they show all the different little schools that pop over across the map, you'll see when it gets to Rutgers, it says the birthplace of college football. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's where I just – that popped in my head to hear the few minutes ago, and there you go. That's your trivia question for this morning. want to thank everybody involved in the broadcast here today, uh, Scott Petrek. Of course, from brownzone.com and the Chronicle Telegram, Medina Gazette. Uh, Jalen Santoro, he told us that just some issues with his phone. He was in watching films, and it just didn't ring. So uh, we don't know what happened there, but he apologized and said uh, he'll get back on the air with us here in the near future. I'm sure we'll talk to him again. Technology happens. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I uh, also want to thank uh, Jim Hall, Edison head football coach, for joining us, and Mark Lane for joining us as well. Again, Ohio State football, 2 o'clock today, 3.30 for kickoff. 
And Chris, you got something? Uh, no Jackson Smith and Jigba again today. Oh, oh that's a bummer. And I, I bought his player shirt. And right. He's not even playing. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> a- another case where make sure you're fully healthy. We're good in the meantime. That is true. Yeah. Good point there. So, folks, enjoy the Buckeye football game this afternoon. Our next Guardians broadcast is Sunday at 105, 140 for first pitch. Uh, for the captain, Chris Morgan, I am Josh Bowman saying God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Norwalk and Huron, Heating and Air. Firelands Federal Credit Union, Smiley Automotive, Bellevue Hospital, Baldev's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering, Domino's Pizza, and Westside Sunoco on 95.3 WLKR, the sports voice of the Firelands. Here we go. Thanks for flying with us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.